Support for Another Round comes from Squarespace. Start building your own website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code Another Round at checkout and get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Hi, everyone. I'm Heaven. I'm Tracy. And welcome to Another Round with Heaven and Tracy. <laughs> nice. Tiny air horns today. <laughs> So, first of all, uh, I'm bringing back the quizzes. Yay. What quiz? What quiz? I'm going to quiz you on uh, collective nouns. <laughs> <laughs> I love collective noun. We also have another chapter of Stacy's Career Corner. Caribbean vibes. DJ <laughs> Caribbean vibes. <laughs> um, Stacy's going to change your life as usual. Per usual. And then we're going to talk with Uzo Aduba. Which I still cannot believe oh is actually going to happen. So she's starring in NBC's The Wiz Live, which is happening on December 3rd. So excited for that. And you know her, obviously, as Crazy Eyes, a.k.a. Suzanne on Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. She's won all the awards. I'm so excited to talk to her. Me too. What up, girl? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Tracy, are you ready for this collective nouns quiz? Quiz time. Quiz so, time. An example of a collective noun. It's like the unit of measurement for shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have a murder of crows. Which is so beautiful. It's my favorite collective noun. A waddle of penguins. Wait, that one's my favorite collective noun. <laughs> a swarm of bees. That's a more common one. Yeah. A um, gaggle of white people, as Heaven likes to say. <laughs> a cracker barrel of white people. <laughs> Tracy, you're going to have to guess which is right from the three answers I provide. Okay. This is multiple choice. I'm trying to help you out. I appreciate it. <laughs> Very much. All right. You ready? Yes. All right. So a blank of owls. Is it a conspiracy of owls? Ooh. A cauldron of owls? A parliament of owls? <laughs> I know how you feel about owls. Wait, can I just introduce everybody to what just happened in my head when you said a parliament of owls? I saw a bunch of owls with like powdered wigs. <laughs> They already look like they're wearing (laughs) wigs. I think that conspiracy is used to describe ravens. A conspiracy of ravens. So it's either a parliament or a cauldron. I think owls are very creepy and spooky and they probably practice witchcraft. But why would owls be in a cauldron? People think owls are smart. Smart things... (laughs) Are often in government making decisions. I'm are gonna they? say <laughs> what they're supposed to be. They think that they're smart. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, mm, I'm gonna go with Parliament. That is correct. Yay! I disagree with the logic that smart people <laughs> are in Parliament. Well, ideally, they should be. <laughs> but smart. here we are. <laughs> should be smart. All right, next one. Okay, a blank of ferrets, a shimmy of ferrets. <gasps> A flood of ferrets. Oh, my God. A business of ferrets. Yo, a business. <sighs> Shimmy, flood, and business. Ferrets are, they're kind of weaselly, you know, and they kind of like do this little wiggly thing when they move, kind of like a shimmy, sort mm-hmm. of. A flood. Okay, if you had like just like a shit ton of ferrets <laughs> just like running through a room, it would probably look like water, right? <laughs> they would probably look like waves. So I've never been in a room flood. with a shit ton of ferrets. <laughs> may you never be in a room with a shit ton of ferrets. That sounds terrifying. Or a business. A business of ferrets. Ferrets ain't got no business. It's not business. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna say flood. The answer is a business of ferrets. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. <laughs> I imagined a lot of ferrets in like a business right? suit. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that image. Morning, Bill. Morning, Bob. <laughs> I'm glad the shimmy threw you off. It did. It did. I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next Dang, one. It was a good one. Okay. A blank of otters. A romp of otters. <laughs> a frolic of otters. A caper of otters. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want it to be frolic because a frolic of otters sounds like the happiest thing in the world. I know. Even though they're kind of jerks, right? Otters, they're not uh, very I don't good know. to each I other. I know nothing about otters. Mm-hmm. A caper of otters? That sounds kind of cool. A bunch of otters on a on a caper. <laughs> Just like planning some heist. Hmm. What was An the first otter one? heist. <laughs> So the options are a romp of otters, a frolic of otters, a caper of otters. Otters kind of, they kind of romp around, right? They're like playful and stuff. I'm going to go with romp. Final answer. That is correct. Yay! Shout out to my skills. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, frolic this is, is so low-key my favorite verb. Frolic is a good collective noun for something. A frolic of black girls. Can oh, we make that be official? Oh my God. Yay! That's so cute. <laughs> a frolic of black girl magic. Mm. Okay, next one. Okay. A blank of journalists. A gaggle of journalists. <laughs> a poop emoji of journalists. <laughs> a flask of journalists. <laughs> a poop emoji of journalists. <laughs> Girl, I went to this thing yesterday and there was a poop emoji of journalists there. It was crazy. It flows right off the tongue. <laughs> um, is somebody who pretends to be a journalist... And also likes to drink. You put liquor in a flask. I feel like journalists are always drinking. Flask. There is a right answer for this one. Is there? And it is flask. Yay! (laughs) Killing it. As much as they are also a gaggle and a poop emoji, (laughs) they're mostly a flask. (laughs) All right. Last question, Tracy. Okay. A blank of white dudes. A shame. This is definitely in the dictionary. This is not fake. (laughs) Um, a startup of white dudes, <laughs> a well actually of white dudes, <laughs> or a shart of white dudes. <laughs> so this is clearly a trick question because the answer is all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> That's an acceptable answer. <laughs> was there actually one specific answer that you picked out? Uh, there wasn't. <laughs> Anyone would have been the right answer. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, Tracy, you did really well on Thank this quiz. You. I'm into collective nouns. Also, my reasoning skills sometimes are okay. Sometimes. We're so excited to have Stacy Marie Ishmael back for Stacy's Career Corner. Stacy the boss. As you all know, <laughs> she is the editor of BuzzFeed News apps both android and ios Mm -hmm. and you can find the buzzfeed news app at buzzfeed.com slash news app tracy what do we got today for stacy so today we are talking all things cover letters the things that you have to write to convince someone to look at your resume to convince (laughs) someone to hire you well i mean and you've nailed it right the thing i got really annoyed (laughs) that's it for (laughs) stacy I, one of my Stacy gripes about hiring rants on Twitter the other day <laughs> off, Stacey, was about off. was about people. I saw someone say, "Career, you know, cover letters are useless in 2015." And I just lost my shit. I was like, "No, totally wrong." <laughs> the point of a cover letter is to help someone understand why you are interested in this role, 
what you would bring to the team if you got this role. And as Tracy said, exactly now, okay, that's good enough. I'm going to continue this interview process, whether that is I will actually look at your CV, whether that's I'm going to decide to bring you in for an interview or a phone screen, whatever it is. And so your CV is a like a way of selling your value mm. to the organization that is hiring you. And the biggest mistake that people make with their cover letters is they send the same one to mm. every single job that they're applying yes. for. And they're like, definitely sometimes they remember to change the name of oh the company, God, but I've definitely don't. gotten I cover definitely letters. I'm like, did that I too. think you meant to apply to BuzzFeed, <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> As I've, like, what I've noticed in hiring is that people kind of also just regurgitate their resume right. into their company. Not interested. Like, Another thing that I There's did. a certain point where resumes kind of like blend together. Like you can't really tell one from yeah. the other. Like what and makes the you cover interesting? Letter, yeah. And why do you want this specific job? Yes. Why do you want to work for this team at this company? And it's not that yeah, I'm applying to work on the news app team because I'm really interested in television. It's like, I can't help you. <laughs> I'm like, this is just objectively nothing I can do for you. Or, you know, or just like, I want to work for BuzzFeed because it's really cool. Yes. <laughs> but like, what do you want to do? What are you interested in? You know, what do you, and what do you know about this team and this job? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that's hard. You know, there are certain jobs that, you know, they're out there and all the information that you can possibly get is what is in the website or what is right. in the job description. For other companies where you have lots of employees on social media tweeting mm. about things they do all day. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there's been like a, a recent interview with somebody, the person you'd probably be working for or with. The more that you can refer to what you know about the organization, what it stands for, what its challenges are, what they're trying to achieve, that yes. makes you a much more compelling candidate mm. than somebody who's like, my objective is to find a job that is satisfying, yeah. <laughs> where I can be a team player. <laughs> I can't say that enough. Like specificity is so important. You can really tell who's applying for this specific mm -hmm. job. But I've also done the. Th I've done it before. Like, yeah, I'm amazed is... that I've ever been hired for anything <laughs> yeah, in my life. Yes. Honestly, like this is my TV resume. This is my media one. And this is my babysitting one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and a total power move is customizing your CV to match the cover letter to match the job. You know, mm. and that is like I have looked for jobs. It is incredibly time consuming. It's horrible. It's even worse when you don't have one and you're trying to get one. Woo! It's even and worse when you're in the middle of the recession, like I was. <laughs> and <laughs> for you two know, years. it is really really hard. But sometimes that like little extra effort is mm. the thing that is going to mean something is going to read what you have sent them and you will get that phone call that you might not otherwise have. But how do you do that for jobs that people aren't really passionate about? I don't right. think like, you have to be passionate you... about jobs. Like, I am not the person that's like, you've got to love what you do. <laughs> like, that is a high-class situation. If you are loving what you do every yeah, day, like, more rare. power to you. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, so passion is often seen as, like, a defining characteristic. For me, it's not. It's interest. Mm. You know, like, do you want to do this thing? Like, do you want to do this thing well? Cool. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. You don't have to come to work every day being like, this is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. If it is, fantastic. <laughs> but if it is not, it's a job and people deserve to earn money. <laughs> so, yes. People deserve to earn money. <laughs> that question reminded me of a tweet that I've seen a thousand times. I can't remember like exactly what it said, but it was something like, so tell me why you want to work at McDonald's. And the person's like, oh, I'm just really passionate about McFlurry's. Like, what the fuck? You think? I need some money. That's not I want to work here. McFlurry's can be delicious. Yeah, they can. When the so, machine works. So big takeaways are specificity research research and how do you convey why you are suited to this particular thing right. it can be hard to do that in your cv so the mm. cover letter is a real opportunity to say you're asking for x not only do i have x i have like x on steroids yes. mm. <laughs> what is the most common mistake you see 
the most common mistake I see is not telling me what you are interested in doing and or why you are applying for this job, mm. right? And so it's just, as you say, regurgitating the CV. The second most common is not proofreading your damned cover Ooh. letter. Um, mm-hmm. When people mm-hmm. spell my name wrong when they're applying ah, to jobs for which I'm the hiring the manager, nerve. I'm just like, I don't, I can't. <laughs> so you instantly throw that I out? I fail to can when you do this. <laughs> it's, like, it's not a thing. Or, you know, they miss, you know, one of the things about BuzzFeed is like capital B, capital F. Mm-hmm. And so when people do the lowercase f, I'm like kind of offended. <laughs> so when you catch those mistakes, do you like instantly throw those out? I, just... I don't. I always, I mean, I, I try to appreciate the, the whole mm. of the application. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in an editorial position, attention to detail is really, really important. Right. So Word. that's definitely one of the things that you look at. If you are applying to somebody to be a journalist and even their first point of application is full of mistakes, it's often a red flag. Mm-hmm. Woo, God bless, Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> So, listeners, you may now get up, get out, and get a job. You're welcome. <laughs> As always, you can follow Stacey Marie at, on Twitter at S underscore M underscore I, and you can follow her work on the BuzzFeed News app. That's buzzfeed.com slash news app. Yeah. And as always, you can ask questions or general topics or anything you want to hear from Stacey, basically. <laughs> yes. Email us at another round at buzzfeed.com. So we are very excited today to have Uzo Aduba in the studio with us. She's starring in NBC's The Wiz Live on December 3rd. You probably know her as Crazy Eyes on Orange is the New Black. If you don't, what's wrong with you? What are you doing in your life? Reevaluate everything. Um, She's won all the awards. Most notably, you're the only actress to have won both a drama and comedy Emmy for the same role. That's loud. Um, in addition to like Critics' Choice Awards, Green Actor, you know, the list goes on. Yeah, Anyways, we're very listening. excited. <laughs> we're so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. Thank Welcome. you so much. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. So we like to start our show by asking everyone, what do you do and why? I, my name is Uzo Aduba. I'm an actress. Uh, no, my name is Uzo Aduba and I'm an artist. Ooh. And I do it because I have to. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? You my spirit to. would not sing, live, breathe, inhabit, stay inside my body if I did not make art, create art, do something artistic in some way. So in order for me to breathe, I guess, I make art. That was poetic and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you say in many interviews that the day that you learned that you got the role for Orange is the New Black, like earlier that very day, you had decided to quit acting yeah and a lot of that was because of um the just like there's just like not a lot of roles for people who look like us right yes correct and i was very struck that rather than be like i should assimilate somehow i should be more of what these people want you were just like nah i'm just gonna go be a lawyer you know, like, yeah. it seems that the thought of, like, assimilating or, like, changing anything about you was, like, never, ever, ever an option. Mm-mm. Is that true? Never, ever? Not in my adult life. Mm-hmm. No. I think, like, the struggle, I mean, whatever. We live in a society, a patriarchal society, where there are ideas that are thrust at us at every walking path of how a girl, a woman is meant to look, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I was not, you know, insulated from that. Um, And then to layer on top of that, I think the fact that I also possess very African features. Mm -hmm. At a young age, I went through those wars, as girls do, 
And then I think I had that added layer of like, oh, well, not only am I, you know, a, a, a black girl, but I'm also like, I carry all this other stuff with the gap mm. teeth and the, the nose and the color, the color is all this stuff. And that really kind of stopped for me somewhere right around like high school. Mm. Now in hindsight, I recognize that my mom was constantly like she had a hand on me, like was really mm. like this thing you feel is not correct. Mm. Like I must have been radiating off of me. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah, especially I, as like a teen tween. Right. Those, yes. those years. Ooh, those, those years, years are radiating everywhere. Radiating. <laughs> it's really, really tough. And I was, you know, and you, you're like, I'm not small enough. I'm too tall. I'm not realizing it's like too tall. So you know, 10 <laughs> years are going to be a model is basically. Just, like, <laughs> right. you know, like all these things, you know, but you don't show appreciation for when you're young. So what was the transition? Well, for me, I don't, I just remember like my mother, for example, with my gap, I wanted braces like a crazy person wants gay braces. You know, I just wanted them. I kept asking constantly, constantly, constantly. She was like, no. And I remember her sitting me down and she was like, don't you know you have on your cool gap? She says her maiden, my mom's maiden name. She's like, you have on your cool gap. She's like, all the people in my family, they have gap also. I was the only one born without it. Don't you know in, in Nigeria, gap is a form of beauty. It's a form of of wisdom. For you to close this thing is for you to close, close yourself from who you are. Don't ask me again for this thing. And I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, lady. Like, so mad. You know, and that's sort of the, and I, that's not to say that, like, she said that, and I was like, you're right, mom. Like, I was like, I was like that's right. What's for dinner? Like, I was like, you know, like, it wasn't that, but mm. it was, she said that, I remember. I still had a position on it. But then I remember distinctly, I went to get my senior portrait pictures for high school taken. The photographer, I will just, I, I have to do the work to find this man and just send him a card because it like really changed my life. He was changing film, changing chips, whatever. And we would be talking in between shots and I'd be laughing and be like, ha ha ha, ha bright smiley, right? And like wide, you can see my gap. And then as soon as he would point the camera to shoot, I would close my mouth and have this like, some mm. fake smile on mm -hmm. my face that was hiding mm. my gap. And I have so many pictures of myself like that growing up where my mom would always be like, ha, smile, uh. smile. And I'd be like, mm -mm, that Aww. gap might be beautiful in Nigeria, but we live in Medville. Right. Like, that's not <laughs> happening. You know? And um, the, so going back to the photographer, he was like, how come every time you smile when I'm taking a picture, you close your mouth like that? And, you know, I wasn't answering right away, sort of being a little bit cagey. And he was like, why, why? And finally I said, you know, I don't like my gap. And he had his camera and he was, you know, changing the film. And he just said to me, he was like, I think you have a beautiful smile. Aww. And it's not the first time I'd ever heard that. My mom had been saying that for umpteenth years. But for some reason, when he said it, I heard it for in a new way for the first time. And it's not like that moment, again, I changed my smile because if you look at the yearbook picture, it's a closed mouth smile. But I, because we took those pictures the summer before senior year, I did that year, I remember, I just started smiling 
all the time Mm. in pictures. Like I just started smiling and I'd be saying to myself, I was like, I have a beautiful smile. I have a beautiful smile. And so like now whenever I'm even doing carpets and stuff, like it's sometimes hard for me to like smize and be like, (laughs) because I'm like, I want to smile because I feel like I'm making up for lost smiles. There were Mm. so many years that little girl did not because she felt like she was less than. Mm -hmm. And she is not. She is just as worthy. And so... No, not in my adulthood. I'm I, I'm on this sort of train and have been for some time now. I refuse to allow anybody to rob me of who I am. That was beautiful. That was gorgeous. <laughs> so I don't know if you've been watching Aziz Ansari's new uh, Netflix show, Master of None. So there's this episode, the parents episode, yeah, which is basically all about immigrant kid angst yeah. and how you feel like you don't even really know your parents and all the sacrifices they've made. You know my parents moved to a town where there were very few people of color. Mm. And when I say very few, I think the number could be counted on one hand, Mm. not even, you know, a hundred people. That's a very few. I'm talking maybe five families altogether (laughs) at at best. And they all know each other. Absolutely. And they all (laughs) gossip together. And they all know each other. They met in the grocery store. My parents, particularly my mother, fought the very very hard road of ensuring her children's safety Mm. and equality. These are people who came from a country in the midst of a civil war who were not about to let their dreams for their children be any way railroaded because of someone's racial prejudice. Mm. You know what I mean? That was just not going to happen. And my parents also instilled in us a very, very clear understanding of who we are as people and that you are not to allow anybody to second guess or make you feel inadequate or insignificant in any single way just based on the color of your skin. That's not going to happen. And I think that training, I think my mom was (laughs) exceptionally good at training our community through her own level of confidence and strength that it wasn't going to be tolerated, mm. that everybody had to get on board. Um, as a child of Nigerian immigrants, are there, have you like later as an adult, like learned some like wild stories your parents have gone through? My parents have gone through. I mean, surviving a war. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's definitely, I mean, they're right there. I mean, my, I mean, my mom has lived five lives that I'm not even certain one of them, the strength of 10 men could survive. Mm. Um, But she, you know, I learned growing up, I remember my mom had polio and yeah, and was told she would never walk again. She did, Mm. was told she was a cripple and that she would not be able to play sports. Not only was that not true, she went on to go and play tennis in college and went on to become the women's singles West African champion what? in tennis. What? Go um, and I learned that about her. A story I thought was entirely untrue my whole life or somewhat <laughs> fabricated until she came back from Nigeria with the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, see. I got receipts. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, it did have like, Those are stories. You know, that's definitely mm. um, stories like that. And you start to learn like about like just like the mountains that she's managed to climb on that crippled leg, quote unquote. Mm. You're like, wow, I can't even, I hope to live up to be a tenth of the woman you are. Oh, it was beautiful. I was researching some of your your athletic background. Yeah. You were a figure skater for 10 years. Correct. And also like a star track track runner. 
Yes, I ran. Yes, I ran track and field. <laughs> I don't think I know a single black person who does figure skating. Uh, that, no, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into that? You know what? That started okay. So, my hometown. I was. Um, I came home from school one day, and there was a flyer. You know, teachers give you like flyers or whatever to like give to your parents. I, as a true Nigerian, brought all of those flyers home <laughs> and uh, diligently brought them home and. One of them was a learn to skate hmm. flyer, which I brought. And I was like, mommy, can we do learn to skate? And she was like, okay. <laughs> and so she put myself, my younger sister, my younger brother in. And I guess I just took to it, which I'm sure pissed my mom off to some degree because she's like, I have no interest in being in this country. <laughs> I'm from sub-Saharan Africa. Like, what is that? Like, but... Yeah, we went. My brother and I, Chi-Chi was like, this is for the birds. That's my sister. <laughs> but she was like, I'm out. But my younger brother. There's always a Chi-Chi in every Nigerian oh, family, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> Chi-Chi. Absolutely. But you know Chi-Chi's a nickname, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always a Chi-Chi, just nickname-wise. Chi-something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that because we have to thank God now. So like, that's what Chi means. Chi exactly. something. Yeah. And so my Chi-Chi who in our family is Chi-Chi number one, because we have so many. <laughs> um, Chi-Chi, she was like, I'm out. But my younger brother and I really were into it. And I liked the, I, I just remember it was like, it felt like flying. Like you could just like race down the ice and the speed of it. I liked the adrenaline of it and mm. the race and the I, the, the wind of the, the the feeling of the wind, you know, like breezing past your face and it's like kind of cold. I remember that feeling. And then like being able to jump always felt like lift. I don't know. It just always had this feeling of if I could fly, that's what flying feels like. Mm. Wow. You know, the only thing that's really even come close, I guess, to that has ever, ever has been acting and performing. Do you yeah. feel like that athletic background informs your work? Hmm. Great question. In part, I think the part of it, well, the physical element, uh, definitely I'm in my body or I try to use my body um, in my work as best I can or I'm, I like feel comfortable in it. Mm. It has definitely given me a focus, you know, like just in staying focused. And I think that's just in life, being focused on what you're doing and less focused on what anybody else is involved in. You know, one of my coaches in college, she used to always say, stay in your lane and then one day she said you know she would <laughs> be like beautiful advice yes we have talked about that advice on our we, show yes <laughs> about staying in your lane and you know yes. and here's the thing stay in your lane focus on your lane your job is not to look back that's where you started your job is to look forward where you finish and do you know that every single time when you turn your head left or right to see what's going on with anybody else beside you mm -hmm. you take a tenth of a second off your time now i ran sprints i was mm. a hundred meter runner in say miles a tenth of a second doesn't feel like much. Mm -hmm. Now, this is my coach speaking, Leslie. It doesn't feel like much. But in sprints, a tenth of a second is the difference between first and last. Mm. Right? And you're so busy thinking about what's happening in the lane next to you, you are giving them your race. Mm. Don't give anybody your race. Stay in your lane. Ooh. Okay, let's switch it up a little bit and talk about this teeny tiny little live show that you're doing called The Wiz. The Wiz. Don't know if anyone listening has heard Can of it. <laughs> I feel like a horrible black person because I have not seen The Wiz. Ever. Heaven Ever. has not seen my I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that out loud. <laughs> it's okay. I'm embarrassed don't feel, to be alive sometimes. Well, don't, don't, be, don't feel horrible. <laughs> so um, you are playing Glinda the Good Witch. 
Yes. Yes. I had to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> the cast is freaking incredible. Yes. Mary J. Blige is in it. Queen yeah. Latifah is in it. Common, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, David Allen Greer. Um, do you get Neo? Oh, he's the Neo. Tin Man, right? Yes, he is. I'm so excited. Do you get starstruck around folks like this? Because I would be a mess. Yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's because yes, and here's the reason why. Like, not one person just listed. Lit- listed. Do I not know and respect and am truly, you know, a fan of their work? You know, like Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah, first of all, has transcended so many different areas in entertainment that, I mean, it's, it's you. how can you not admire her and respect her and love what she has done, does, stands for? Mary J. Blige, the first CD I ever bought with my own money was Mary, Aww, Mary J. Blige record. Oh Do you know God. what I mean? Which so one like, was it? I bought My Life. <gasps> that is such <laughs> a good like, album. I was like, such I'm a good going album. down. Yeah. I, was like, yeah. I, was like, I was like literally a kid being like, this woman is singing to me. Right, <laughs> right. Like, this is my song, you know? <laughs> um, how did she get in my head? Um, that's like the first record I ever bought. So, yeah, and then David Allen Greer from In Living Color to Hilarious. movies to stand-up to his stage work. He mm-hmm. is a three-time Tony nominee. I know him as an that actor. That I did not know. Yes, he is. And a Yale grad. Like, he's a brilliant, brilliant actor, uh-huh. phenomenal actor, in addition to being a brilliant comedian, um, and has been for so long. These are people that I've watched, looked up to, loved, and admired. Yes, you do, and it's it's this thing where you you're it's in a state of disbelief i think when i'm like and i'm in i'm among that list of names that we just said that's mm-hmm. crazy like literally crazy mm-hmm. um what's your favorite song from the movie okay i mean i love well i'm gonna be biased for a second to say i love my song but i do genuinely mm-hmm. i just like lyrically i like the words in that that's yeah. something that's just you're referencing very, home uh, no, uh, be believe in yourself. Oh, um, I love that song. That like just the words, stay with me lyrically. But I also really love the song "Be a Lion." Mm. I love that song, and I also love "Brand New Day." I mean, how do yeah. you not start wanting to Alvin Ailey with them? You like, just when you're watching not. the movie, you want to. You want to peel off that weird costume and yeah. like be. Yeah, I love that song. I feel like there are certain things, certain activities that you cannot do and be in a bad mood. One of those is eat an ice cream cone. <laughs> Another is skip. Right, right. Like, have you ever seen somebody like skipping but just frowning? No. Yes, you can't. No, and then another is is listening to Brand New Day. Heaven, I'm so excited for you to see this. Yes, yo, I'm so hyped. Get excited. Honestly. Yes. Yes. Hashtag get into it. It's gonna be so <laughs> real. So you've done a lot of amazing projects. Uh-huh. What are a few dream dream projects, dream roles? Dream roles. I'm not sure if they're written yet. Ooh. Um, what, what should we yeah, write tell us for more. you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always said, and this has been my truth since I started in this, I want to tell the stories of, of the missing. It's impossible for me to believe that when I flip through the pages of our history or our present, that so many faces are absent, it's impossible for me to believe that. Even if it's a story we have seen before, maybe the intricacies of it aren't the same. And I'm interested in seeing and representing those stories. I'm less 
interested in like what I've seen happen before. I'm more interested in the people and faces I've never seen before. And that's, or, or if it is something we've seen before done in a new way, like again, like, like taking the Wiz, for example, this week, everybody's going to see these characters, some of them reinvented and introduced in a way that we've never seen them before. Like we've never seen a Wiz as a woman played by Queen Latifah. We've mm-hmm. never seen. This is this is the idea of Glinda the Good Witch. This is like the queen of the South, right? Like played this way with gap and all. I'm not no <laughs> closed mouth smiles happening there. You know, that's I think exciting and that that's what I want to see happen. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of that, more and more and more and more of that. That's exciting to me as an artist. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for the live production of The Wiz. I feel like not many people know that you sing like are a classically trained singer. And I feel like even fewer people know that you sing opera beautifully. Man, beautifully. We, <laughs> we listened to some. It was. Oh, my God. It was a little ridiculous. Oh, so, my goodness. Pick a sleigh is what I'm saying. <laughs> pick a sleigh. <laughs> As the children say. Heaven, would you like to hear a story? Always. Okay, so back in my pre-podcasting, pre-BuzzFeed days, I uh-huh. used to be a blogger, right? Yeah, you had like a million lives. <laughs> a million and three lives, all inside of my computer. Anyway, at one point I decided that I needed one website to like kind of wed all these lives and websites together. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll make my own website. It was awful. <laughs> it was the worst looking website. It was like, one, like a basic WordPress template or something. I like tried to make my own logo in like Microsoft Word art or some shit. It was really, really horrible. You know what, Tracy? There's a solution to this problem. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) Have you heard of Squarespace? Actually, I have. And I was just going to say, if only Squarespace had existed back in 1973 when I made my (laughs) website by myself. You're not that old. (laughs) (laughs) My spirit is, girl, my spirit. But it would have been so much easier with Squarespace. Sites look professionally designed regardless of skill level. Mine was none. And there was no coding required, which would have been perfect for me. The intuitive and easy-to-use tools would have made it a breeze. So if you're looking to build a website, start your free trial today at squarespace.com. And if you sign up for a full year, you get a free domain name. It's free $3.99. Free $99. Everybody loves free $99 stuff. And when you sign up, please make sure to use offer code another round and get 10% off of your first purchase. And you get to express your deep and abiding love for us. Yes. <laughs> Which is more important. This <laughs> makes it even more fun. Everybody wins, especially you, because now you have a website that you're not ashamed of people seeing. <laughs> Squarespace, build it beautiful. So we literally have like 70 pages of questions that we would love to continue asking you, but we are going to switch directions and do a segment that we call Pew, 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 Pew. These are finger guns. <laughs> it's just, I got it's a it. whole ordeal. <laughs> Great. Um, and it's our very random rapid fire section Copy. question. Ready? Love it. Okay. Let's go. 
So Heaven is going to her first Nigerian wedding this summer. <gasps> I'm You're so first. excited. Yeah. Wow. I, I've never been to a wedding that wasn't an Ethiopian wedding. Wow. Well, I'll say in advance then. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so what can I expect to see at a Nigerian wedding? Everything. <laughs> you expect to see people who were never invited. Expect to see people. Sounds like my weddings. <laughs> expect to see people trying to outdo the bride and her mother. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Expect to see a fabulosity of mm, color. Yes. Style. Mm -hmm. Grace. Yes. Maquillage. That's French for makeup. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> that's going to wow you. Nigerians know how to dress. <laughs> this is these are facts on these facts. These are facts. <laughs> you can look these up in books. We teach this to our children in school. After um, world history comes dress. We yes. know how to. You ex should expect to see people dressed in uniform. Like there will be people like friend mother of the bride will have her friends who some of her friends who are like her people from her state where she is from mm -hmm. who will be dressed in a uniform color as their traditional dress. Um, and people from the father's side, some of those people will be dressed in traditional color. More food than you could ever yes. imagine, but don't expect to get the heaps of it because it, those go to the elders. I you'll mean, get like true. <laughs> you'll get those go to the elders. I've never been to a wedding where they have like a check for fish or check for chicken. Mm, like no. that's so weird. Why do you do weddings like that? We don't do that. It's we, a buffet. <laughs> right. Everyone eats. Nigerians do not do that. Like we have that sometimes, but like we have like prepared food, like mm. Niger traditional traditional food. So it is. But I know that I have yet to be at a wedding that topped a Nigerian wedding. That Ooh. was not a Nigerian wedding. Okay. I am planning on sneaking into this wedding with you. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. Also expect for somebody to set you up with Oh, I, I'm already second. Like yeah. That's not there. That one's a common, yeah. common thing. Yeah. <laughs> I expect that. Have you been to Nigeria? Have you been to the homeland? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you remember what your first trip was like? Yes. <laughs> the first, the most memorable thing, it was the first time because um, we went home and in the village, the village, the, the, you know, our family was so excited that we were coming, the kids, um, that they were, um, they went to kill, kill goat. And because I'd never seen people kill goat in real life yet, and we were still too young and Americanized to mm. see that sort of thing, they made us all stay inside the house. And we were like, why can't we come out? Like, what's happening? Like, and it was a big, you know, sort of affair. And you could, like... I remember it's like almost like Jurassic. Have you ever seen the first Jurassic Park mm -hmm. where yes. it's like they bring the goat up? <laughs> Just like, hey guys, yeah, what's up? Exactly. And it's like tied to the chain and then like suddenly it's gone. Like that was basically what it was. It was like a mound and there was like a goat tied up there all day. And then like suddenly we weren't allowed to play outside. We had to be inside. We were all like trying to like look and like the aunts were like, no. And then like you heard like screaming Billy goat scream. Oh. And then like we came outside and there was like no goat. Oh. <laughs> but so, I've had a very similar experience. It was a cow, though. Oh, yes. I've seen, yeah, kill cow. Yeah. Yeah. Cow is intense. Cow is intense. Cow is intense. I've seen cows since, but yeah. We also know that you are very into the Real Housewives franchise. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm addicted. What is your favorite franchise and who is your favorite cast member? Okay. That's like asking me who is my favorite child. <laughs> Everybody has and, a favorite child. And am child, I paying secretly. for only his call? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like, uh, okay. This is so tough. because <laughs> Here's why it's tough. Let me explain to you why it's tough. Because mm -hmm. most people, when they say they love the Real Housewives, 
have like one, maybe two that they watch. So it's like, oh, I'm only choosing between two. Mm, yeah. I watch everyone. <laughs> wow. The only one I don't watch is Miami. And the reason is because I fell so far behind. Like it feels like the work <laughs> that would need to happen. Like I would be watching right. it. Had it's I, labor to catch yes, up. Yes, exactly. Like when I look at that sheet and I'm like six episodes times 22. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's a lot of time. I don't know if I have those 100 hours. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, let's be, like, clear on that caveat. Uh (laughs) All right, with that down. With that said, (laughs) my favorite is Atlanta, New Jersey, New York. Because um, I I literally, I don't know why I'm saying this is top of mind. Like, okay, here's a full candor admission. This past week, I have been working between Orange and The Wiz, you know, going back and forth between the two. And every free moment I've had mm-hmm. has been spent catching up on this season 10 <laughs> of Real Housewives of OC. Ooh. And I mean like, well, thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> really, really, I've been going to bed supremely late. I've yes. had 4.30 in the morning calls going to bed at 1 o'clock. How dare you, Uzo? You have no business. <laughs> and it's like because I'm four episodes deep into this finale that I'm caught up in the Brooks Ayers drama. Does he, does he not have cancer? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't know. But like my favorites are Nene. I loved Nene. I thought Uh, she was great this past season though. Yeah, Nene fell off after It was a little challenging, Mm -hmm. but I loved those Uh one-liners. I love a Bethany Frankel. (laughs) I like a quick tongue is what I'm Uh learning. Like it's like those one-liners. Yeah. Lisa Vanderpump. Old soul gives me what I need. <laughs> I mean, there's there's not much you could quiz me on between that and the <laughs> that I wouldn't have an answer for if you want a one-liner for me. I mean, I can give you anything you need. Oh, my <laughs> God. What are some of your favorite one-liners? Oh, my gosh. I mean, the, the one-liners keep coming from Nini's. I don't keep up with the Joneses. I am the Joneses. <laughs> Deliceps on New York where she says to Alex... You know, you came you came down here in your Herman Munster shoes, and <laughs> Alex says they were Louis Vuitton, and then very quickly the Countess fires back. Well, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. Oh my god, they're amazing! Like I think I just tune in for that. Wow! So next time you come back, yes. I'm claiming this that you will be back. We will have yes. an extensive Royal Housewives quiz. Okay, just oh, for you. Yeah, fair just enough. For you. All right. Yes. So The Wiz is coming up. Orange is the New Black is still happening. What else is on your radar that should be on our radar? What's coming up? Um, what's coming up for me, I'm after I finish The Wiz, I'm taking some few weeks off because I'm Vacation. getting... Vacation? Yes. Yes, girl. <laughs> I'm getting ready to go and I'm moving to London to go do a play in the West End. Oh, my goodness. Um, of course. <laughs> Pick a sleigh. <laughs> called The Maids. Uh, it's a three-hander, which I'm really excited for, and it's a very, very dense play. And It's um, a three-hander? Three-hander. Three people. Oh. Three-hander. I know nothing. You can I'm count sorry. them on one hand. Four-hander, five-hander. Uh-huh. After five-hander, it goes to ensemble. Then I just finished work on this movie. Oh, you guys. Okay. <laughs> this is the last thing. <laughs> 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 I just finished work on um, this movie called American Pastoral, mm-hmm. which was such an incredible experience. I can't even explain how incredible this experience was to do. It was with myself, Ewan McGregor, who also directed, Jennifer Connelly, and Dakota Fanning. And um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, David Strathairn as well. And that will be coming out 
I guess next year it usually takes a movie like that to come out. Mm-hmm. That's my gig. All right. And where can the people find you on social media if they want to follow you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Uzo Aduba, U-Z-O-A-D-U-B-A. Or I'm on Twitter. All of them are with the same name. Uzo Aduba. <laughs> um, Twitter and Facebook. Also, also, everybody, make sure that you check out NBC's The Wiz Live on December 3rd. If you have not seen it before, like Young Heaven, it's okay. <laughs> Just come with an open heart. Leave your shame behind you. It's great. <laughs> Thank Please you come so back much. all the time. Yes. I would love to. We're not done. We I want to hear how that women. wedding goes. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I really <laughs> want to hear how that wedding Nigerian goes. Nigerian wedding is so fun. I'm so excited. <laughs> you, I'm so, 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 so excited for you. I want to hear what, that, what that's going to be. I'm like, Who are you buying around for, Tracy? I am buying around for the holiday season. I love, I just love holidays. I love Thanksgiving and Christmas specifically. It's just so much good food and holidays are always like a big deal in my family. I grew up in a house living with my mother and my grandmother and my brother. Since my granny was there, like all of our kids would come over and bring all their kids and there's just so much food. I would get a shit ton of presents when I was little. Nobody's mad at that. I'm a sucker for like corny stuff. (laughs) (laughs) What's cornier than the holidays, right? There's people like singing stupid Christmas carols. I love Christmas carols. And just like spending just ridiculous amounts of money that you don't have. Have you ever actually seen Christmas carols in the wild? No. I haven't either. I hear that that actually happens though. That white people really just like knock <laughs> on somebody's doors and then just like what's the etiquette there? When when carols <laughs> come to your door, do you have to stand and listen to them? It's like, oh, you're doing this, the full song. Christmas okay. songs are long. They are. And they be doing medleys and shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is not done. We're going to a different song. Right. Plus it's cold outside. Do you just let all the heat in your house out? That's gonna affect my my utility bill. It just doesn't <laughs> seem very functional. At any rate. Um, I'm very excited for the holidays. The day after Thanksgiving, I start with the Christmas songs on repeat. I get on everybody's one nerves. Of those. I'm one of those. <laughs> I am. Like, I'll be at work in, like, a stupid Santa hat and, like, reindeer <laughs> antlers. I have so many Christmas socks. It's disgusting. And then, like, nudging everyone. Where's your Christmas spirit? <laughs> Shut up. that horrible. I do allow other people to be miserable if they would like to. But if I'm like, you look like you might want to smile, let me sing you a song. Oh, I would my do God. It. I would do that. So. You walk around with mistletoe? Okay, so once. Oh my god! <laughs> once, one time I did, but you know what? It, it didn't turn out very well for me, so I don't do that anymore. <laughs> nice. Long story. We don't have to get into it here, but um, yeah, I'm excited for the cold weather and the eggnog and Ooh. eggnog is the. I should have bought it around for eggnog. Ooh. Eggnog gets such a bad rap. It's it is horrible. I'm gonna buy you a bottle of Mm-mm. Evan Williams don't do that. eggnog. Don't I mean, what I will drink what you want. Drink. Okay. <laughs> I think I think you'll like it. It's so good. So round for the holidays, round for eggnog, round of eggnog for the holidays. <laughs> you can get creative. Who are you buying around for? I am buying around for soup. <laughs> Big fan of soup. <laughs> love soup. I was it's not expecting inflection. I um, do enjoy soup too. I love soup season. Soup's a, like a weird food. Cause mm-hmm. it's like it can be mad, like foodie, you know, mm-hmm. and then mad liquidy. <laughs> <laughs> and 
all right, chicken noodle soup is what people eat when they're like sick. Yeah. But sometimes you need like a good chili. Yeah. You need a lentil soup. A chowder? A ch- no. <laughs> <laughs> what? One might, I will not. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I feel like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> but there are just so many varieties. I'm very impressed with what we as a people collectively mm-hmm. have done with soups. Do you have a favorite type of soup? You know, I can't say that I do. do I'm open to so many. Do you consider chili a soup? Uh, what else is it categorically? It's chili. But chili soup. Is it a... Okay, so we Okay, put... I take back the chili. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, no, this is this is an interesting conversation because we, um, in our chili, my mother always put spaghetti noodles in chili. So I think I think of it as like a pasta dish in that respect. But if there's no noodles in it, then you just have like the meat and like beans, if you do beans. Is there like a... Is there like a slurping situation that happens in chili? Okay, this is... I'm sorry. I haven't thought that much about what (laughs) makes a soup, what constitutes soup. (laughs) What I really like about soup is that the name... Is, comes from the sound that you make when you slurp soup. <laughs> <laughs> it's onomatopoeic. I know. Uh, so shout out to soup in all its varieties. Yeah. For being dope. Get you some. All right. Now we have officially done it. We made it through another another episode. Um, thanks to Uzo freaking Aduba, who I can't believe was just sitting like into Zoe she told me she likes my fingernails everybody be very very jealous um thanks to Uzo for stopping by thank you to Optimus Prime of course oh thank you to the Tracy yay and thank you to the Pod Squad Pod Squad this show is produced by Eleanor Kagan with editorial oversight from Jenna Weiss-Berman with production help from Julia Ferlin and Meg Kramer in Paul's absence, thank you to Nariko Okabe, who has done a top-notch job filling his shoes. I even got a little dance. Paul always likes to do a dance. Thank you to Jean Gray, our in-house musician, and to Don Will of the Almighty Tanya Morgan. You can follow Jean Gray on Twitter at Jean Greasy, and you can follow Don Will at Don Will. As usual, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Another Round and email us at anotherround at buzzfeed.com. Mm-hmm. If you like the show, rate us on iTunes. If you don't like the show, do some soul searching. What is going on? <laughs> What's, What's going on in your life? life? <laughs> if you like the show, also tell a friend. If they're trying to ignore their family this holiday season, <laughs> there are hours of our show to catch up on. <laughs> Drink some water as you're um, eating all the foods this holiday season. Call your first therapist appointment. Yes, and let us know how it goes. I love tweets that say, I just made my first therapy appointment. I'm thinking of making a therapy appointment. I love to see those tweets. I am a great cheerleader. I'm proud of everybody. You got this. Let us be proud of you. Let us know. If you already have a therapist... Congratulations. Yes. yes. For real. Um, That's not sarcastic. It was not. (laughs) If you have mids, take them. I'm doing poorly at that at the moment. I got a new little cocktail. Ooh. I'm excited. Hey. Well, not that excited. Oh. (laughs) That was a roller coaster. (laughs) Just like these meds. (laughs) (laughs) Do some stretching. Um, Back up your data. Yeah. Don't engage in holiday arguments at the dinner table. Don't engage. Unless they're really funny. Sometimes they're funny. Are they? No, it's not true. (laughs) A thingamajig of grapes. (laughs) A bunch of grapes. (laughs) 
a hand of grapes. <laughs> Thingamajig. This is the official collective noun for grapes. It's bunch, right? 